This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, we'd like to encourage anyone looking for help with their digital marketing to get in touch with Site Visibility. Whether you have a burning digital marketing question, or you're looking for an agency to work with, they'd love to hear from you. Give them a call, plus four four one two seven three seven three three four three three, or fill out the form at sitevisibility.co.uk slash contact. Alternatively, you can talk to either Scott or Sean via the live chat function on the site. They'd be happy to help. Now, today I am joined by Barbara Turley, founder and CEO of The Virtual Hub. Barbara, how are you? Good, thank you, Andy. How are you? I'm very, very well. And you're in in sunny Sydney, aren't you? I am. It's kind of rainy Sydney at the moment oh. because we're sort of we're we're in winter right now down in Sydney, but oh. which is a little bit pathetic for us um, Northern Hemisphere people because I'm actually originally Irish. If you didn't, any of the listeners didn't pick up my accent. I never would have guessed. <laughs> <laughs> so you're uh, so well, well grey old Sydney. Sorry to hear about that. Of course, you are in the winter, of course, and it's the evening time there now, isn't it? Because it's only eleven oh one down here in sunny Brighton. I don't want to rub it, it in, by the way, that it's sunny. Eight o'clock for me. Brighton. Pretty nice time to do a podcast. Yeah, sort of chilled, you know, got a glass of wine or something. Now, Barbara, tell us a bit about yourself and what you do at the Virtual Hub. Sure. So I'm founder and CEO at the Virtual Hub. And my background, you would sort of think that, um, you know, given we are in the business of people, so we recruit, train and manage virtual assistants in the Philippines for businesses all over the world. And you would sort of think that, I might have a background in either digital marketing um, or HR. And funnily enough, I have a background in neither. Ah. I uh, started, yeah, I started my, I I call this my accidental business because I genuinely did not mean to start (laughs) the virtual hub at all. Um, I, my background, to cut a long story short, I was in the financial industry for 15 years. I mean, investment banking, asset management. And I branched out and wanted to launch my own business about five years ago and Like many of us leaving corporate, I started out doing a little bit of consulting and coaching smaller businesses. And I noticed that all of them had the same problem. It didn't matter the industry or whether they were online, offline. None of them had any time. And they were getting bogged down in all the day-to-day doing that is involved in running a business. Um, Like everyone, I had read the four-hour work week. I happened to have a virtual assistant myself at the time in the Philippines. So I started kind of recruiting VAs on the side uh, just to help the clients that I was coaching. Yeah. And before I knew it, I was getting way more demand for VAs than I was for business coaching. And I was like, hold on a second, I think there's a business in this. Mm. And that was the beginning of it. So that's a little bit of the backstory for me. It's interesting, isn't it? Sometimes the best businesses are the ones that evolve from something else. Like you start off doing one thing and then you realise, hang on a minute, there's, there's that, this is actually a better business model, this thing that's evolved from this first thing I was doing. Yeah, well, you unearth, I think if you're clever about it in the beginning of any business, you've got to unearth the problem. You're going out, I think a lot of coaching and consulting, the good thing about doing it is that you get to see where are the real problems that people will pay money to solve today. Mm. And that's what happened to me. I realized that there was a really big problem that people had. It wasn't that there wasn't an offer in the market for it. I think they just wanted to do recruiting and get people through someone they trusted, really, which was the start of me doing it. Yeah. Now, I'm glad we're talking about virtual assistants because we haven't spoken about VAs, virtual assistants, on this show for quite some time. It may have been several years ago. In fact, we just 
touched briefly on VAs. But I'm just wondering what's been happening lately in the VA space, because in the pre-chat before we pressed the record, you were telling me it's been quite um, exciting to, to... I can't even say the word. That word beginning with T that's long and means it's been sort of going up and down. What's been going on recently in the VA space? Sure. Look, it's an industry that has literally exploded. So mm. I think in the early days, you know, like I said, Tim Ferriss, the four hour work week, I think he was probably one of the first maybe to sort of bring it particularly to the small online business community that this was a possibility that you could hire people, you know, offshore for, you know, a couple of bucks an hour. And, you know, why wouldn't you outsource? Mm. And he sort of blew that whole thing open. I think a lot of bi bigger companies had been doing it. But after that, um, probably in the last 10 to 15 years, 10 years mainly, it has absolutely exploded. So company, um, countries like the Philippines, for example, which is predominantly where I specialize in, um, you know, the entire country has been almost transformed by the outsourcing industry because, really? you know, people have been given these massive careers. Yeah. But obviously what comes with that. It's great in one way because so many businesses benefited, but I know there will be people listening who will say, I tried that and it was just a mess. It was mm. chaos. The person couldn't understand instructions. I tried my best and they just waste a lot of time, energy and money. And the Internet and Facebook groups are littered with people who are really frustrated with their VAs. Mm. And I hear it all the time, people coming to us, because it's not as simple as people think to get it right. It's not just go out and hire someone online and, you know, get the cheap rate and all that. And off you go. Sometimes you can hit a home run and you get very lucky. You get, a, you get a great person. But in my experience, even with what I'm doing, you know, eight times out of 10, they're a disaster. So, yeah. um, and it can be very frustrating for people. So that's been a, a big trend, uh, of people not understanding how to get this right, but wanting to, it's like, um, you know, when you're sort of uh, you're looking in the window, like you're out in the cold and you're looking in the window of a warm house and wondering how are those people able to do that when you're stuck out in the cold in business, yeah. for example. I know that feeling. A lot of people are really desperate to figure out how to do this because they see others getting success with it. Mm. I'm interested, actually, because you mentioned uh, these these uh, VAs are from the Philippines. Was there anything specific about the the Philippines? I mean, had you visited there before, or, or, or is that just was it just the fact that your first VA was a, a Filipino? Look, my first VA was from the Philippines, but I did go there because I know the English is of the highest level there. Yeah. So in the Asian now, we're not talking about because you can have VAs in Eastern Europe. Actually, there's VAs all over the world. There's mm. even a v VAs in England and America. But I went there because obviously I wanted the cost effectiveness of going offshore. So it's it's offshoring basically your employee, like as someone who works for you. Yeah. Um, the Philippines has, and you know, I've I think accidentally I found someone there in the beginning, but really the three big things there is the education system is very strong, so they produce really really highly educated people. Their English is particularly strong because the mm. culture. They speak English to each other and they were brought up with American television and it's yeah. very English speaking focused. And the third one is the Filipinos are the closest that you'll get to Western culture in the Asian region, yeah. which means that you get on pretty well with them. You know, it's like you can actually have very natural relationships that I don't know is possible in some of the other countries. Yeah. Not as deep anyway. I specialize there. Some people have asked me, why wouldn't you branch out to Vietnam and all these countries. Uh, the truth is I have too many gray hairs. So even <laughs> I have found it 
a challenging business to build to the level we have it now. And I think focusing on one country for me was definitely a much better solution. And I think the results that we're getting out of that country are higher than what we would have gotten elsewhere. Now, you specialize in helping digital businesses um, find virtual assistants. I'm just wondering what sort of things um, should business owners sort of be on the lookout for that might suggest a VA would be helpful? Great question. So digital businesses, as you and a lot of these listeners will know, there is so much grunt work that needs to be done to maintain a good digital presence. Like we can all whack up a few social media posts, but really, if you want to take digital and your digital presence for your business seriously, there is so much work on the to-do list in order just to keep the engine of digital running, let alone strategy. So even just simple things like, you know, keyword research, like finding proper keywords, optimizing blog posts correctly for Google search, getting them up on your blog, looking Google friendly with the right images and the alt text and all this sort of stuff, creating your social media content calendar, like keeping that train moving so that you're always, your presence is continual. YouTube is a whole other game as well. So those are just some of the areas. So if you're in business and you find yourself really frustrated because that you can't be more strategic because you're getting bogged down in all the day-to-day doing, even if that's just managing your own calendar and booking people in for podcasts, for example, or meetings or whatever, Mm. then a virtual assistant is really, you know, it's a very cost-effective way to get yourself out of that grunt work so that you can create the space, time and energy to actually be more strategic and grow the business or get your lifestyle business, because some people just want a lifestyle business, actually have a lifestyle and not just be working all the time. Mm. Now, if we were going to sort of simplify this as much as possible and boil it down into some simple steps, Barbara, what, what would they be? Sure. So I always like to, I've got three very simple steps. And of course, I like to start with the simple and then the devil is in the detail, but really it does boil down to these three steps. If you want to be successful using virtual assistance in countries like the Philippines, the first step, or actually any country to be honest, but the first step is a lot of people are not yet clear on what tasks either a VA can do for them or what tasks that they need to delegate. Now, that sounds extraordinarily simple. Again, to sit down and create your task list and your project list is really, really important. Step two, you have to be really focused on systems and processes. Mm. And you really want to nail systemizing your business, even if you're just a solopreneur. It's very important for you if you want to have entrepreneurial freedom and or you want to build a scalable business business that, you know, you could one day, for example, an asset. And step three, communication. I mean, how many marriages and business partnerships are just, you know, fail because of lack of communication. Learning to communicate more effectively as a leader and between your team and to keep the communication flow going, highly important to get right. So those three steps, clarity, systemize, communicate. I'm glad you mentioned systems because I'm an absolute um, stickler for systems being a, well, you can imagine what I'm like being a software developer. Is this a a common sort of omission that people, I mean, do you see this like happen a lot where people haven't really got their systems nailed down and they try and get a VA in it? What sort of things go wrong when you skip that step? All the time. So where I'll start with this is not only is it going to go wrong with a VA, but you also are going to struggle to build a business that anyone is ever going to want to buy from you. Now, some people will say, 
but I don't want to sell this business ever. And I would argue that you should be building something that could be sold one day, even if you never intend to, because it'll give you entrepreneurial freedom and it is an asset that's worth money, right? Yeah. So so you do need to be like, be, be a stickler for systems and processes because it means that um, someone gave me a tip a few years ago, another business coach, and he said, systems run your business, people run your systems. Now, that's how you build a business that you don't do anything, but you don't lose any control either. Mm. So you still have your stamp on it. Now, when it comes to virtual assistants in particular, if you're delegating, at the end of the day, they are an assistant. They're not a strategist. They're not a business coach. They're not your idea factory. They are an assistant who's there to help you to take the load off your day-to-day um, operational business stuff. In order for you not to get frustrated and for them not to be constantly making mistakes and you putting out fires all day, answering questions and all this stuff, you want to lay out, well, what is the task and what are the step-by-steps that go into how you like that task to be done for your specific business? And then you want to train somebody in your processes. And that's how you can delegate really, really effectively because you can hand over that task and that process to a person. So yeah. particularly virtual yeah. assistants, very important to get that right. You also mentioned um, communication, which is another huge one. I was just wondering if you've got any sort of favorite communication tools that you like to use or suggest people use. Yes. So the one thing I would say is email is technically a communication tool. Mm. Do not use email if you're trying to do offshore VAs, right? Or I think VAs in general. Now, you'll know this being in the business that you're in. My favorite tool, I think you need to use a project management tool Mm. and you just need to get over it and get on with it. But for me, I've been a massive Asana user. I was on the free version until about a year ago. So like it's just been a game changer for my entire business and my whole team. Yeah. You know, we we, we use it to communicate. Um, we haven't introduced Slack. I know a lot of people have. We haven't yet because we just found the communication cl- flow goes on pretty well in there. But getting everyone to centralize onto a project management tool and getting the communication, an agreement about the communication flow and the meeting rhythm that you're all going to have in the business is an absolute game changer. Mm. We've covered quite a few areas today, Barbara, but if you could sort of boil it down to one thing for our listeners to think about after they've finished listening to the podcast, what might it be? Yeah, so the main thing with this is that it is absolutely repeatable. It works in any business. It doesn't matter whether you are a brick and mortar local business. My husband runs a tennis center and the only thing that happens here is the tennis coaching. Everything else happens from the Philippines. So it doesn't matter whether you're a local business and brick and mortar or you're an online coach or a product or an e-commerce site or whatever. This works for every single business. And the reason it's not working for a lot of businesses is number one, they have a mindset issue that they believe it won't work for them. Number two, they sort of treat it like if they don't get the results in the first month or two, they they ditch it or they keep churning through VAs and blaming the VAs, which could be a problem. So recruitment is another issue. But you've got to like, The time that you invest in your people um, pays the biggest dividends later, but you have to allow it time. So you've got to invest the time in learning how to delegate effectively and get results from your delegation. And that takes a little bit of time. Yeah. So it's worth investing in it. So basically don't chop and change. Just give them them a chance to bed in before you sort of (laughs) swap to another VA. 
Well, you know, so people would say, you know, hire slow, fire fast. I do agree with that. But at the same time, some people forget that you probably want to look at your process first because you may have holes in your process or you may not have a process. Yeah. And then what you're finding is if you find that you're churning through VAs all the time, maybe it's time to look the other way and look in the mirror because it could be actually your leadership style, the way you're running your business, your processes. And it might be worth looking there first and just seeing what, what can you improve there. Well, Barbara, thanks so much for coming on the show. Some really great tips there. Um, how can our listeners find out more about you and The Virtual Hub? Sure. So if you go to, obviously, thevirtualhub.com, you can, we've got a very extensive blog there. Um, we've also got, I've also got a podcast called The Virtual Success Show, where I break down, I've got a co-host on there, and we talk about all of these issues in depth. So we've, we've got a show for everything, basically, there. So you can learn a lot over there. Or if you want to connect with me personally, um, LinkedIn, I'm pretty good on LinkedIn connecting with people over there if you want to chat with me personally. Barbara, thank you very much indeed. And thanks for listening, our listeners. Show notes at the usual place, sitevisibility.co.uk slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave a review. If you want to um, um, suggest things, topics for future you know, discussion or you've got questions, the email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. You can tweet at sitevisibility. We have a site visibility group on LinkedIn. That's all from me, Andy. And it's all from Barbara. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, everyone. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Bye.